<clears throat> Good evening, everyone. Coming at you from the WCWSHQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. It is episode number 263 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is WCWS Outside the Ropes. And today is Wednesday, July 21st, 2021. Coming at you here from the HQ here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw on the line here with you. As we, of course, as always, will bring you some of the pop culture stories of the day. Of course, courtesy of our friends at both uh, CNN, courtesy of the Echo Dot, and also, of course, 411mania.com. <clears throat> Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll bring you today's pop culture history reports here as well. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll bring you, of course, some wrestling stories to get you prepared for tonight's edition of Revolution coming up later tonight here as well. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. Of course, the phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 141-387-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening. Let's get underway on Outside the Ropes, Episode 263, as we, of course, bring you, of course, First off, ladies and gentlemen, let us now proceed, as always, to our Amazon Echo Dot and bring you some, some, uh, of course, uh, headlines courtesy of our courtesy of our friends at CNN. And in order to call, recall that, we, of course, have to do the following thing. Alexa, current news. Yeah, here's your news. From CNN. Good evening. Here are the five things you need to know for Wednesday, July 21st. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy is pulling all five of his committee recommendations selected to investigate the January 6th Capitol insurrection after House Speaker Nancy Pelosi rejected two of his picks Wednesday. McCarthy said unless Speaker Pelosi reverses course and seats all five Republican nominees, Republicans will not be party to their sham process and will instead pursue our own investigation of the facts. Pelosi said she denied representatives Jim Jordan of Ohio and Jim Banks of Indiana. In announcing her rejection of Banks and Jordan, Pelosi mentioned there were objections with their selections, but did not specify what those objections were. However, Pelosi said she approved three of McCarthy's appointments, Representatives Rodney Davis of Illinois, Kelly Armstrong of North Dakota, and Troy Nails of Texas. Republican Representative Liz Cheney of Wyoming was one of Pelosi's eight choices to serve on the committee. The head of the World Health Organization warns that more than 100,000 people worldwide will die of COVID-19 by the end of the Olympics. Dr. Tedros Adonam Ghebreyesus spoke at an International Olympic Committee session in Tokyo Wednesday. During the session, the chief said, we are now in the early stages of another wave of infections and deaths. He added that the global failure to share vaccines, tests, and treatments, including oxygen, is fueling a two-track pandemic. The WHO says if the rate of COVID-19 infection continues, the total number of cases worldwide could exceed 200 million in three weeks. The U.S. is extending its non-essential travel restrictions to Canada and Mexico because of COVID-19. The restrictions go into effect Thursday through August 21st, unless amended or rescinded prior to that time. Some exceptions are cross-border trade or people traveling for medical purposes. The U.S. has been limiting non-essential travel to the northern and southern borders since the pandemic began and has been extending those restrictions on a monthly basis. The Biden administration has faced backlash for upholding these restrictions, despite Canada announcing its reopening to vaccinated Americans. The Department of Homeland Security says that while conditions in Canada and Mexico are improving, the pandemic and continued spread of COVID-19 poses a risk nationally and abroad. 
A couple in Southern California accused of starting a deadly wildfire after setting off a smoke bomb during their gender reveal party last year is facing charges. According to authorities, the pair has been charged with 30 crimes, including involuntary manslaughter. During a news conference, San Bernardino County District Attorney Jason Anderson said the El Dorado fire killed a fireman and injured two others. His office also says the wildfire destroyed homes and scorched more than 22,000 acres across two counties. The couple pleaded not guilty during their arraignment Tuesday and was released on their own recognizance. CNN reached out to the couple's attorney, but has not heard back. An Indonesian man who tested positive for COVID-19 is accused of trying to disguise himself as his wife to catch a flight. According to CNN Indonesia, the man boarded a domestic flight from Jakarta to Ternate while wearing a niqab, a full-face veil with an opening for the eyes. His wife tested negative, so he borrowed her ID and test results to board the plane. A flight attendant told authorities that the man changed clothes in the bathroom mid-flight. He was detained after landing, and police say they intend to prosecute him once his self-isolation period ends. That's all for your CNN 5 Things Evening Edition. For more on these stories and the latest news, you can always visit CNN.com. Alexa, stop. As always, ladies and gentlemen, Amazon Echo Dot always comes in handy whenever, of course, you want to check the latest news, check the latest weather. Also, check on a lot of little interesting things that you can always look up on your computer or smartphone. Uh, also, of course, if you order anything off of Amazon.com, it can also keep track of your order as well. Be sure to check out the Amazon Echo Dot today. It is a, it is a very unique tool to have in the home, of course. <clears throat> of course, in the home and in a Whenever, of course, you don't feel like walking up to your computer, or whatever, it is a very essential tool. Pick up one here today. Um, take it from Mr. WWS. Like I said, it is the way to go. We thank you very much on that. Now let's go to 411mania.com as we bring you, of course, some stories here courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. And we do thank them, by the way, for allowing us here in the WWUS radio network allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows, of course, in addition to right here on Outside the Ropes. Also, of course, on Revolution, Wolfpack, uh, Raw Radio, as well as, of course, Power Hour, WCWS This Morning, as well as Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also Sports Machine. <clears throat> and also, of course, we hope to incorporate that into a lot more of our shows in the second half of 2021. Our first story, ladies and gentlemen, I keep in mind a lot of these may have probably come in, of course, all during between today and also uh, several days before. So keep that in mind. Jeffrey Harris posted this story today as the, as the Rock responds to comments made by Vin Diesel on Fast and Furious and indicates that he will not return for any more sequels. As previously reported, Fast and Furious franchise stars Vin Diesel and Dwayne The Rock Johnson apparently feuded on set for The Fate of the Furious. While promoted F9 The Fast Saga, Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel discussed attention with The Rock, and he claimed his approach was showing The Rock tough love in order to assist with The Rock's performance in the film, where it appeared Diesel's Dominic Torito was at odds with The Rock's character, Luke Hobbs. While promoting his new film, Jungle Cruise, The Rock was asked about Diesel's recent comments by The Hollywood Reporter. Diesel told Men's Health on the issues with The Rock. It was a tough character to embody. The Hobbs character, my approach at the time, was a lot of tough love to assist in getting that performance where it needed to be as a producer to say, okay, we're going to take Dwayne Johnson, who's associated with wrestling, and we're going to force his cinematic world audience members in regard to his, to regard his character as someone that they don't know. Hobbs hits you like a ton of bricks. Johnson told the Hollywood reporter in response to Diesel's statement, I laughed and I laughed hard. I think everyone had a laugh at that, and I'll leave it at that, and, and that I wish them well. I wish him well on Fast 9, and I wish him luck on Fast 10 and Fast 11 and the rest of the Fast and Furious movies that they that they 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 do that will be without me. Based on The Rock's statements, it doesn't appear that he has any plans to work with Diesel again on the upcoming Plan 2 Fast sequels. He did work with Jason Statham from the franchise 
again, for the spinoff film, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, which was released in 2019. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Emily Blunt, who was present for the session, along with Johnson, added on Diesel, just thank God he was there. Thank God he carried you through that. Johnson chimed in, Lini-esque. F9, the Fast Saga is currently in theaters. Jungle Cruise starring, of course, uh, The Rock and Emily Blunt arrives in theaters on July the 30th. So, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, you know, if you're going to be looking, looking for The Rock, of course, obviously in um, in any more, of course, uh, Fast and Furious movies, it looks like that's not going to be the case. So, But, of course, as they say, things can change. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Jeffrey Harris, of course, posted this story uh, today as, Ma- as, as Mondo recreates an iconic meme with a six-scale Wolverine figure for the San Diego Comic-Con. Mondo revealed today a special exclusive limited edition item for San Diego Comic-Con. This is a new six-scale figure for Wolverine based on X-Men the Animated Series. The new limited edition collectible recreates the iconic Wolverine meme in physical form and will be available for pre-order during Comic-Con at home later this week. Fans will be able to pre-order the figure at Mondoshop.com on Friday, July 20th, which is actually this Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern. The limited edition SDCC variant features Wolverine in packaging meant to mimic the classic scene from the show where he's nestled in bed, cradling the the framed photo of Jean Grey and Cyclops. The set includes four swappable heads for Wolverine, alternate heads with extended and retracted adamantium claws, a lightning claw energy effect just just like the animated series opening sequence, the glossy photo of Cyclops and Jean Grey, which can also be swapped with any photo of your choosing, and also a turkey leg. What's also impressive is that the figure features a paint job that invokes the look shaded in the art style of the classic 1990s Fox Kids cartoon. There's also an extra swappable head for Morph, the shape-shifting mutant and former teammate of Wolverine in the series. Speaking of which, uh, speaking, launching its six line of six-scale figures based on the classic X-Men the animated series, Mondo's creative director of toys and collectibles, Hector R.C., and Michael Bonanno stated, Bonanno, Bonanno I, hope, I hope I pronounced that right, they did state the following. There are really only a handful of Saturday morning cartoons in the 90s that stood out amongst the rest. I think we can all remember the first time we watched the first ever episode of X-Men, the animated series, sitting in bed or on our couches, excited, and then that song plays, little minds blowing everywhere. That intro song hooked us right from the beginning and kept us coming every Saturday for months and months, excited to see what happened to Wolverine and the X-Men. We are so proud to present the first one-six scale figure for a series that captured our imagination since our youth. The theme song is still stuck in our heads. <clears throat> Years later, of course, you of course you have to launch a series of Wolverine, but we felt that it would be even more fun to recreate, recreate this specific scene turned meme. Creating this diorama for our San Diego Comic Con at home limited edition was truly the most fun we've ever we've had here at Mondo Toys and Collectibles, and we couldn't be happier with the outcome. This figure release is priced at two hundred dollars. You can view some additional photos of the figure. And set and accessories, of course, right here on this page. If you want to, of course, uh, obviously, if you want to, of course, obviously, uh, ch- check all that out, of course, right here. But the figures, the figure looks awesome there, folks. So <clears throat> be sure to, of course, ch- uh, check that check that out if you wish to uh, look into that. Our next. Our next story right here, Jeremy Thomas posted this today. As HBO Max is developing an adaptation of the horror series Final Girl Support Group. Brady Hendrix's horror novel Final Girl Support Group is fresh on the shelves and already has a series adaptation in the works at HBO Max. Deadline reports that Charlize Theron is teaming with Andy and Barbara Machete from the from the movie It to develop the series, which is based on the novel by Hendrix. Final Girl Support Group was published just last week on July 13th and hails from Hendrix, known for his other novels, The Southern Book Club Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires, My Best Friend's Exorcism, and Horror Store. Hmm. 
which is set in Los Angeles, the novel follows a support group of six final girls who survived run-ins with slashers and whose experiences in the world of the book inspired all classic franchises of the genre. When one of the misses a meeting, meeting is reported to have died, the group finds themselves having to fight back against someone who knows about the group and is trying to rip their lives apart again. Hendrix's other novels are also in various stages of adaptation. Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires Rights were won by Amazon Studios in a bidding war, while My Best Friend's Exorcism is in post-production at the same studio. Hendrix is currently adapting the script to Horror Store for New Republic and Aperture. So, if you, so like I said, if you heard of this, be uh, sure to definitely, of course, check that out. Jeremy Thomas posted this story yesterday as Marvel reportedly picks a director for the new Blade movie. Marvel has reportedly found a director for their Marvel Cinematic Universe Blade movie. Deadline reports that the studio studio, studio has settled on Basim Tariq, known for Mogul, Mowgli, to direct the film. A deal to lock Tariq in is not yet complete, but he should sign on. Should he sign on, he will direct the script from uh, Stacey Osei Kapoor. The new film will star Marshala Ali as the, as the character. Marvel has been seeking a director for the film since Osei Kapoor was brought in and went through meetings from March until June with Tariq's vision being the one they went with. Plot details for the film have yet to be revealed. They will be a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There is not currently a release date set for the movie, which was announced at San Diego Comic-Con from 2019. We definitely look forward to seeing that whenever it does come up. Jeremy Thomas, of course, posted this story yesterday as Winston Duke has, has confirmed that he'll return as M'Baku in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. M'Baku will be back with the Black Panther sequel as confirmed by actor Winston Duke. Duke, who played the memorable role in the 2018 Black Panther movie, as well as Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, confirmed to Collider that he will reprise the role in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. It was very emotional to read the script. This was said by Duke, referencing the return to production without the late Chadwick Boseman. It was emotional to pack, pack to go back to set, but we're all a bit of a family now and we grieve together and we're making something really special. Duke joins a, a cast that does include Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia, Denai Guerrera as Okoy, Martin Freeman as Everett K. Ross, Letitia Wright as Shuri, and Angela Bassett as Ramonda. Pinoch Huerta is reported set to play the villain in the film, which will not feature T'Challa following Bozeman's passing. Ryan Coogler wrote and, and is back to, Wrote and is about to direct the film, which is currently set to release on July 8th, 2022. Um, I guess when I turn 44 next year, ladies and gentlemen, this movie will come out. So that would be an excellent birthday present if I get a chance to go and see it. Wouldn't mind going to see that myself. Our next story here, folks. Jeremy Thomas says this story came out yesterday as James Wan returns to horror in the in the first trailer and a poster for the movie Malignant. James Wan has returned to horror with Malignant in September and the film's first poster and trailer are online. Warner Brothers released the art and preview for the film which hits theaters and HBO Max on September 11th on Tuesday and <clears throat> and you can check them out right here of course on this page. The trailer focuses on Madison played by Annabelle Wallace who is traumatized by visions of murders taking place as she's seen that turned out to be really happening. Realizing that the killer is connected to her past, she investigates and reveals that the killer is the imaginary friend she had as a child. The film was written by Akila Cooper from a story by Juan, as well as Ingrid Bisou, and also Cooper. Directed by Juan, it stars Wallace, Maddie Hassan, Hassan, I guess, I think it's pronounced, George Young, Nicole Brianna White, Jacqueline McKenzie, Jake Abel, and Bisou, <clears throat> As, as the movie is described as follows. Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders and her torment worsens as she discovers that, that these waking dreams are in fact terrifying realities. So folks, of course, you can check out 
you can of course check out the poster and the trailer for this movie on this page right here if you wish to go back and take a look at that as well Jeremy Thomas posted this story yesterday as as character posters for the new Dune movie gives a new gives new looks at the cast. Long-awaited Dune is arriving in October and a new set of character posters gives close-up looks at the cast. Where you can see these posters right here on this page, which were released by Warner Brothers, of course, on Monday. The film does stars Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac. Josh Brolin, Stellan Starsgard, Star, uh, of course, Batista, Stephen McKinley Henderson, Zendaya Coleman, David Dasmachlin, Chang Chen, Sharon Duncan Brewster, Charlotte Rampling, Jason Momo Momoa, and Javier Bardem. It is said the theaters in HBO Max on October 1st and is described as follows. Dune tells the story of Paul Atreides, played by Chalmay, a brilliant and gifted young man born into a great destiny beyond, beyond his understanding who must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people. As malevolent forces, malevolent forces explode into conflict over the planet's exclusive supply of the most precious resource in existence, a commodity capable of unlocking humanity's greatest potential, only those who can conquer their fear will, in fact, survive. Of course, like I said, there's a you can check out, of course, all the posters right here on this page if you wish to, of course, go back and take a look at. It. Sorry about that, folks. Let's see our let's check out our next story right here. Jeremy Thomas posted this story yesterday as well as Clerks 3 picked up was picked up by Lionsgate and now Kevin Smith will, will be, be able to begin shooting it next month. I hope you're supposed to be here today, but either way, I still have good news if you're a Kevin Smith fan. Clerks 3 is a go. Lionsgate has announced per deadline that they have acquired the rights for the forthcoming threequel to the 1994 indie classic. Smith announced on Facebook that production is set to kick off next set to kick off next month on the film. There's a saying from the title that goes something like to be great is to go on, to go on is to go far, to go far is to return. And this was said by Smith in a statement. Thanks to Liongate, we get to return where it all started with almost the whole cast that started it all. And for the first time since first time we made a movie in nineteen ninety three, we're shooting the entire flick on location in New Jersey as an ode to both the enduring allure and cinema of cinema and the resourcefulness and lunacy of the storytellers. Years ago, Dante and Randall made me a filmmaker, but now it's time I return the favor. As Smith alludes to, the new film will find Randall and Dante making their own movie that immortalizes Dante's life at the quick stop after Randall suffers a massive heart attack. Fellow clerks, clerk standbys Elias, played by Trevor Furman, Jay, played by Jason Mewes, Silent Bob, played by Kevin Smith, and Becky, played by Rosario Dawson, will be back for the movie. It was inspired by Smith's real-life 2018 heart attack. Fearman and Dawson first appeared in 2006's Clerks 2 as employees, <clears throat> along with Dante and Randall, at movies after the quick stop in RST video <clears throat> that the latter two worked at were destroyed in a fire. Ida C uh, Cohen, executive vice president of acquisitions, <clears throat> co-productions for Lionsgate said in a statement, the Clerks movies are audience favorites, and many of Kevin's films like Dogma, Red State, and the Jane Silent Bob reboot are a beloved part of our library that continues to delight Kevin's devoted fans. We're thrilled to be presenting the next chapter in the Clerks saga to moviegoers worldwide. So we look forward to seeing that one day, of course, when we begin shooting, of course, next month. Uh, our next story here, folks, let's see here. Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Monday as the final Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins trailer arrives ahead of this Friday's premiere. 
Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins hit theaters on Friday, and Paramount has bowed a new trailer ahead of the premiere. Of course, the trailer is for the prequel action film, film, film is right here on this page with this story. The movie is directed by Robert Schwinke from a script by Evan Spelotopoulos, Joe Shrapnel, and Anna Waterhouse, and it stars Henry Golding, Andrew Koji, Ursula Corbero, Samara Weaving, Haruka Abi, Taihiro Hira, and Iko Uwas. The movie is described as follows. Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origin stars Henry Golden as Snake Eyes, a tenacious loner who is welcomed into an ancient Japanese clan called the Archicage, Archicage, I hope I pronounced that right, after saving the life of their heir apparent. Upon arrival in Japan, the Archicage teaches Snake Eyes the ways of the ninja warrior while also providing something he's been longing for, a home. But when secrets from his past are revealed, Snake Eyes' honor and allegiance will be tested, even if that means losing the trust of those closest to him. You check out, of course, the trailer right here, the final trailer for this, on this page if you wish to take a look at that. And our last uh, pop culture story of the night here, folks. Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Monday as The Rock's Disney Plus series Behind the Attraction will be premiering this week. Wayne The Rock Johnson's new series Behind the Attraction makes its premiere this week's this week on Disney Plus. The docuseries, which is produced by Rock and Danny Garcia through their Seven Bucks production company, will arrive on Wednesday at midnight with the first five episodes of the show. The series was announced back in October 2019 and looked at the stories behind Disney theme park rides. The 10-episode series will look at the Jungle Cruise, Star Tours, Disney Castles, the Haunted Mansion, Space Mountain, the Disneyland Hotel, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, It's a Small World, the Hall of Presidents, and the Monorail and Transportation Systems, with a one-hour episode on each of them. The series is described as follows. Since 1955, when Disneyland first opened its doors, the rides and attractions have been impacting generations in such a fun and magical way around the world. This first of its kind series will bring you behind the scenes to experience and celebrate how these beloved attractions creatively came to be. Hope to make Walt and the Mouse House proud with this one. This was said by The Rock in a statement on the Disney website last year. So we can't wait, of course, to see. Uh, we can't wait, of course. Uh, <clears throat> Actually, so they actually it actually took place uh, today, as a matter of fact. So they're on right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I hope you do get a chance to enjoy them, indeed. So there you have it right there, ladies and gentlemen, with some of your pop culture stories here of the day. We do, as always, thank our friends at 411 Mania for allowing us to bring them to you. 6.56 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, it is, like I said, Wednesday, July 21st, 2021, 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 141387-POUND. This is episode number 263 of WCWS Outside the Ropes here. Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, of course, right here with you. As, of course, a quick reminder before we get into our pop culture history and birthday report, we'll let you know that tonight, of course, will be episode number 1018 of WCWS Revolution, of course, at 9 o'clock, 138055-POUND. As we will talk and bring you, of course, in in addition to, as always, your wrestling news and views and your uh, wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report. We will also, of course, talk about some of the our thoughts and opinions about what happened last night on NXT. We will also, of course, try to get you in some results here on, of course, tonight's episode of AEW. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about, of course, the remaining three matches, of course, having to do with uh, SmackDown. From this past Sunday's Money in the Bank show, of course, plus an update, of course, on our <clears throat> on some of our poll matches going on right now on the Pay-Per-View Prediction Center page. We'll get you some updates on them. So be sure to, of course, join us for that coming up here tonight at 9 o'clock, of course, right here on Talk Shoot. As we said, caller ID 138055-POUND for episode number 1018. <clears throat> Now, folks, let's go ahead and get you your pop culture history and birthday report here for today as we go to, of course, our our one our one page, of course, that uh, <clears throat> that we, of course, 
get you all the uh, general pop culture, as well as, of course, pop cultures stemming from movie history, television history, music history, and sports history. Uh, and we try to bring you everything. We try to bring you, of course, um, try to bring you, of course, everything here, even, of course, long before any of us were obviously born. So, so this, so like I said, let's just go ahead and bring it right here to you. First off, on this date in 356 BC, Herostratus set fire to the Temple of Artemis in Ephesus, Ephesus, one of the seven wonders of the world. On this date in 365, of course, as we're going into AD now, the Crete earthquake followed by tsunami around the eastern Mediterranean allegedly destroys Alexandria. On this date in 1861, the first Battle of Bull Run, the battle, which was also the Battle of First Manassas, the first major battle of the Civil War here in the United States, is fought near Manassas, Virginia. The Confederates win that war. Win that part of, win that battle, we should say. There you go. I would say 1904, after 13 years, the 4,607-mile Trans-Siberian Railway is officially completed. On the state in 1925, John T. Scopes is found guilty of teaching evolution in the Scopes Monkey Trial in Dayton, Tennessee. He is fined $100 and costs. On the state in 1954, the Geneva Accords for Indochina is signed, dividing French colonial territories into the countries of the Democratic Republic of Vietnam, which is North Vietnam, the state of Vietnam, which is South Vietnam, also Cambodia, and Laos. On this date, 1969, the Apollo 11 uh, moon landing. Neil, Neil Armstrong becomes the first person to step on the moon at 2.56 a.m. GMT, of course, 2.56 and 15 seconds a.m. GMT, of course. On this date in 1970, the Aswan High Dam in Egypt enables human control of the flooding of the Nile. And on this date, <clears throat> In 2015, the site that we're currently using, ladies and gentlemen, is called OnThisDay.com. Uh, the site changes its, its official domain name, which is the name of the site. Originally, its name was HistoryOrb.com. It officially changed it in six years ago today to OnThisDay.com. So congratulations on their six-year anniversary of being called On This Day. Uh, several moments here for a couple here in movies and television. On this date in 1943, the movie Stormy Weather, directed by Andrew L. Stone, starring Bill Robinson, Lena Horne, and Fats Waller, which is, of course, and here is where Waller sings Ain't Misbehaving, premieres in the United States. And on this date in 1996, The Daily Show first premieres on Comedy Central, but of course, hosted by the man who, who, who was hosted by the first man, um, <clears throat> first, its first host. Craig Kilborn. And today in sports on this date in 2002, with a record six races remaining, German Ferrari driver Michael Schumacher clinches his fifth F1 World Drivers Championship with victory in the French Grand Prix at Circuit de Nevers Magnicourt. It is, it is his third straight title win. On this day in 1865 in Market Square of Springfield, Missouri, while Bill Hickok shoots and kills Davis Tut, it was regarded as the first true Western showdown. Some birthdays, of course, to bring you here today. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Is that right? Today is the 328th birthday of Thomas Pelham Hollis. Today also, ladies and gentlemen, would have been the 122nd birthday of, of course, legendary uh, author and uh, Ernest Hemingway. He sadly passed away in 1961. Today, uh, legendary uh, musician Cat uh, Stevens turns 73 years old here today. 
Today, ladies and gentlemen, would have been, and this is very, very somber right here, ladies and gentlemen, today would have been the 70th birthday of one of the most legendary comedians and actors of all time. Of course, I'm talking about the one and only, the late Robin Williams. He sadly, as you know, passed away in 2014. Of course, he is still missed even, he is still missed, of course, even today. So, so happy birthday up there to Mr. Williams, of course. Much respect to, of course, this legendary figure. On this day in 1983, the world's lowest ever natural temperature recorded at negative 89.2 degrees Celsius. That is negative 128.6 degrees Fahrenheit and 184 degrees K at the Soviet Vostok station in Antarctica. Hmm. Some interesting weddings here. On his date in 1320, Count, Count Louis of Nevers marries eight-year-old daughter of Phillips V. On his date in 1871, suffragette Kate Shepard, who was 24 at the time, marries General Merchant uh, Walter Allen Shepard in Christchurch, New Zealand. And on his date in 1904, Sinclair oil founder Harry Ford Sinclair, who was 28 at the time, marries Elizabeth Farrell. Uh, one divorce on the state in 1942, actress Mae West, who was 48 at the time, divorces vaudeville performer Frank Wallace after 31 years of marriage. Uh, some notable passings right here that took place here today. Uh, Robert Burns passed away on the state in 1796. Uh, the man, uh, one man that was well known for playing the legendary detective Sherlock Holmes. Basil Rathbone passed away on the state in 1967, and legendary baseball player <clears throat> Jimmy Fox passed away uh, that same year in 19 on the state in 1967. Uh, let's see. Uh, of course, on the state in 1776, American independence from Britain was declared, and also on this day, a future United States president's wife expressed her joy. Uh, of course, I think we're talking about, the we're talking about, of course, Martha Washington. That happened on this day in 1776. On this day, there we go to movies and television here, folks. On this day in 1943, Stormy Weather, as we said, directed by Andrew L. Stone, starring Bill Robinson, Lena Horne, and Fats Waller who sang the song Eight Minutes Behaving, premieres in, in the United States. On this day in 1948, WSPD TV Channel 13 in Toledo, Ohio, an NBC affiliate begins their broadcasting. On this day in 1952, the movie The Quiet Man, directed, the Quiet Man, directed by John Ford, is starring the legendary John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara, is released in the United Kingdom. On this day in 1976, the ninth annual San Diego Comic-Con International Opens at the El Cortez Hotel. On this date, 1978, Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band movie starring the Bee Gees, based on the Beatles album of the same name, premieres <coughs> in New York City. On this date, in 1983, a thunderstorm sadly cut short the free concert by Diana Ross in New York's Central Park. On this date, 1986, Bar Barbara Palacios Tied who was 22, of uh, Venezuela, was crowned the 35th Miss Universe. And on this day in 1987, Chrissy, Christy Addis of Mississippi is crowned the 5th Miss Teen USA. <clears throat> uh, some, like we said, some birthdays here in movies and television. Like I said, today would have been the 70th birthday of Robin Williams. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, today, actress Allie Landry today turns 48. As we said, also, uh, Basil Rathbone, of course, best known for playing Sherlock Holmes, passed away on this date in 1967. Some notable weddings right here. We say in 1945, uh, master of quick wit and widely considered one of the best comedians of the modern era, Groucho Marx, who was 54 at the time, marries Kay Marvis. On his day in 2005, tennis star player Leighton Hewitt, who was 24 at the time, marries home and away TV actress Beck Cartwright, who was 22 at the time, at the Sydney Opera House in Sydney, Australia. On his day in 2008, 
actor Tony Luing Chu Wai and actress and singer Karina Lau marry in Bhutan. On a date in 2010, Victoria's Secret model Miranda Kerr, who was 27 at the time, marries British actor Orlando Bloom, who was 33 at the time in a secret ceremony. And also on a date in 2012, 2010 American Idol winner Lee DeWise, who was 26 at the time, marries model and actress Jonna Walsh at Maravilla Gardens in Camarillo, California. On a date in one divorce, like we said, in 1942, Mae West divorces from Frank Wallace after 31 years of marriage. Some moments in music history here. On a date in 1938, Paul Hindermith and Leonid and Massine's ballet Noblissima Visson premieres in London. On say 1976, Guys and Dolls opens at Broadway Theater, New York City, for 239 performances. On say 1985, Leader of the Pack closes at Ambassador Theater, New York City, after 120 performances. On say 1987, Guns N' Roses' debut album, Appetite for Destruction, is released and becomes the best-selling debut album of all time with more than 30 million copies sold. On say 1990, Pink Floyd's song, The Wall, is performed where the Berlin Wall once stood. Now, in 2017, singer Justin Bieber bar had been barred from performing in China by Beijing Municipal Bureau of Culture, citing his, in quotation marks, bad behavior. Well, obviously, I don't know, China may be taken out the wrong way, but still, I mean, you have to be careful about that there, China. Uh, as we said, one birthday here today. Happy 73rd birthday to Cat Stevens. Uh, on this, we, uh, one passing here, Robert Burns passed away on this day in 1796. And, of course, we said 2005, Leighton Hewitt and Beck Cartwright um, <clears throat> got married at the Sydney, Sydney Opera House in Australia, like I said, in 2005. And in 2008, uh, Tony Luing Chuai and singer Karina Lau marry in Britain. And <clears throat> let's check out your sports. Excuse me. On this day here in <clears throat> in sports history, on this day in 1884, the first test cricket match is played at Lords. On this day in 1888, Wimbledon women's tennis, Lottie Dodd retains her title, beating Blanche Bingley Hilliard 6-3-6-3. Six, three, six, three. On this day in 1896, Wimbledon women's tennis, defending champion Charlotte Cooper beats Alice Simpson Pickering 6-2-6-3. Six, six, on this day in 1921, uh, Indians with uh, nine doubles and Yankees with seven doubles hit a total, of course, of 16. On his date in 1923, the, uh, the Phillies scored 12 and 6 and beat the Cubs 17 to 4. On his date in 1945, the Detroit Tigers and Philadelphia A's played 24 inning, 1 1 tie. On his date in 1956, Cincinnati Reds pitcher Brooks Lawrence uh, loses after 13 straight wins. And on this day, 1957, the first African-American to win a major U.S. tennis tournament was Althea Gibson. <clears throat> some uh, some birthdays here. On this day, 1895, H.G. Nummy Dean, a cricket test captain of South African descent between 1927 and 1931, was born. On this day, 1908, Harold Jug McSpaden was a golfer from right here in America. He was a court, golf course designer. He has 17 PGA Tour wins. He was born in Monticello, Kansas. He passed away in 1996. On his date, 1925, Johnny Pearson, a ice hockey right wing. <clears throat> um, there was an NHL All-Star between 1950 and 1950 and 51 with the Boston Bruins and a broadcaster for WBC and WSBK was born in Winnipeg, Manitoba. He actually passed away <clears throat> in 
Actually, he actually passed away this year, sometime this year, I believe. Yes. And on this date in 1928, Marcel Gauthier, who was a wrestler of Canadian descent, uh, was born. He passed away in 1998. Like we said, one passing here in sports, ladies and gentlemen, we lost uh, famed baseball player Jimmy Fox on this date in 1967. And, of course, one wedding, of course, we talk about the tennis player Leighton Hewitt marrying Beck Cartwright in Sydney, Australia in 2005. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it there with your uh, <clears throat> with your uh, pop culture uh, history and birthdays here, of course, here for today. And now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, to tie things up here, we got three wrestling stories we're going to bring you here, of course, here to, uh, tonight to get you ready for tonight's edition of Revolution. Joseph Lee posted this story today. And, of course, obviously, this one right here, ladies and gentlemen, was not <clears throat> really that much of a surprise. Bobby Lashley apparently has turned down Goldberg's challenge for a WWE title match. And a post on Twitter, Bobby Lashley turned down Goldberg's challenge for a WWE title match, which he made after Monday's episode of Raw. Lashley wrote, you don't belong in the same world as me, let alone the same ring. Get that close again at the 305 MVP won't be able to hold me back. No thanks, old man. <clears throat> and this was said here today. Obviously, Goldberg may end up responding to that in his own unique way here very, very soon. So apparently, in my personal opinion, Bobby Lashley, I think, is just too much chicken. <clears throat> Joseph Lee posted this story here today as there is an update on Zia Lee following an injury scare on last night's edition of the of NXT. During last night's episode of WWE NXT, there was a moment where Xylee appeared to have been hurt following a Vader bomb from Raquel Gonzalez in the main event. The referee in the ringside position checked on her and she was revealed to be okay enough to take a choke stand from Gonzalez to end the match. It appeared as though she suffered some sort of rib injury. Fightful Select has confirmed that Xylee was not seriously hurt after the spot and was said to be okay backstage. Jeffrey Harris posted this story here uh, yesterday. As there is a note on a recent report for new Braun Strowman merchandise. As previously reported, WWE Shop recently appeared to release merchandise labeled as new for former WWE superstar Braun Strowman, who was released from the company last month. PW Insider has a report with some informa information on what, on what might have caused this confusion. The shirts, while labeled as new, were actually first released before Strowman was released on June 2nd of this year. Additionally, the WWE shop lists a number of shirts that are new, but they've actually been up with the other summer releases for a while. Also, due to a certified purchase review from the shirt that went up at a certain date, which was July the 7th, the shirt listings for Strowman likely went up for pre-order in June, while the website tags labeled the shirts as new, they were likely available for pre-order beforehand. In short, this likely wasn't a case. Likely wasn't a case. WWE is releasing brand new merchandise for Braun Strowman after he was released last month. Of course, obviously, anything is possible in WWE, so we'll have to keep our eyes open on that. And ladies and gentlemen, even though that uh, we normally stop around 7:30. Um, <clears throat> Uh, there's not really not a whole lot more to talk about here tonight. So let's go ahead here. Let's go ahead and just on that note, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and just, we're going to go ahead and call it an evening right here. We get everything all set and prepared here for tonight's edition of WWS Revolution. 138055 pound. Be sure to join us at 9 o'clock as we talk about, of course, as we said, your wrestling and pop culture news and views. Also, of course, bring your thoughts and opinions about what happened last night on NXT. Try to get you in some results here for tonight's edition of AEW. And as also, of course, give you an update on some of our poll matches on the pay-per-view prediction center page. As well as, of course, obviously, <clears throat> as well as, of course, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about the, the remaining three matches uh, from that, of course, represented SmackDown from this past Sunday's Money in the Bank event. So, so we'll have that for you here coming up here tonight at 9 o'clock. Be sure to listen in on that. Be sure to check out all of our, of course, our 
pages on Facebook where, where we've got it chock full, loaded down, of course, here with so much uh, good stuff here, of course, here indeed. Been posting a lot of stuff here, big time here. It's from the video vault, posting a lot of great wrestling moments and matches here to, of course, obviously the sports roundup. We're still posting a whole bunch of great classic football games. We've been posting a few little things on the Entertainment Cavalcade page, including some uh, we did some movie award shows from the past, from a long time ago. We actually got some music award shows, including an old one from the, uh, I think it was an, an old uh, MTV Video Music Awards, I think, I think from 1985. I think it might have been the very first one they did. I'm not sure. But, of course, uh, but definitely check all that out here as well. <clears throat> but, of course, we got a lot. And also we posted some stuff on our, Ring of Honor tribute page, R-O-H-U-S, Honor of the Ring, Honor in the Ring, of the Ring, I should say. Uh, we got several new things posted on there. Of course, check out everything we've got on, on all of our pages here and enjoy what we've got here. And, of course, please feel free to comment on any of them anytime, of course, that you wish. And we look forward to talking to you, of course, tomorrow, I mean, tonight on episode number 1018 of Revolution. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only, the WWUS Radio Network. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. WWUS, Chad Hinshaw, urging everyone, of course, to continue to stay safe out there. Of course, with all this going on here with the pandemic, um, you know, you never know when it's going to hit. So, uh, so definitely, of course, keep your eyes and ears open here, folks, and like I said, we'll try to conquer all this thing together. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, take care and God bless here. This is, a, this is, of course, the one and the only, the WCWS Radio Network.